Chapter twenty six of Book One of Prior Analytics by Aristotle, translated by Octavius Owen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter twenty six on the comparative difficulty of certain problems and by what figures they are proved since we have those particulars with which syllogisms are conversant and what is their quality in each figure and in how many ways demonstration takes place it is also manifest to us what kind of problem is difficult and what easy of proof for that which is concluded in many figures and through many cases is more easy but what is in fewer figures and by fewer cases is more difficult an universal affirmative then is proved through the first figure alone and by this in one way only but a negative both through the first and through the middle through the first in one way but through the middle in two ways the particular affirmative again through the first and through the last in one way through the first figure but in three ways through the last lastly the particular negative is proved in all the figures but in the first in one way in the middle in two ways and in the last in three ways hence it appears most difficult to construct an universal affirmative but most easy to subvert it in short universals are easier to subvert than particulars because the former are subverted whether a thing is present with nothing or is not with a certain thing of which the one namely the not being with a certain thing is proved in all the figures and the other the being with nothing is proved in two the same mode also prevails in the case of negatives for the original proposition is subverted whether a thing is with every or with a certain individual now this was in two figures in particular problems there is one way of confutation either by showing a thing to be with every or with no individual and particular problems are easier of construction for they are in more figures and through more modes in short we ought not to forget that it is possible to confute universal mutually through particular problems and these through universal yet we cannot construct universal through particular but the latter may be through the former at the same time that it is easier to subvert than to construct is plain in what manner then every syllogism arises through how many terms and premises how they subsist with reference to each other also what sort of problem may be proved in each figure and what in many and in fewer modes may be gathered from what has been said chapter twenty seven of the invention and construction of syllogisms we must now describe how we may always obtain a provision of syllogisms for a proposed question and in what way we may assume principles about each for perhaps it is not only requisite to consider the production of syllogisms but also to possess the power of forming them of all beings then some are of such a nature as not to be truly predicated universally of anything else as quotes cleon 
and quotes callius that which is singular and that which is sensible but others are predicated of these for each of these is man and animal some again are predicated of others but others not previously of these lastly there are some which are themselves predicated of others and others of them as quotes, man is predicated of callius and quotes, animal of man that some things therefore are naturally adapted to be predicated of nothing is clear for of sensibles each is almost of such a sort as not to be predicated of anything except accidentally for we sometimes say that that white thing is socrates and that the object approaching is callius but that we must stop somewhere in our upward progression we will again show for the present let this be admitted of these things then we cannot point out another predicate except according to opinion but these may be predicated of others nor can singulars be predicated of others but others of them it appears however that those which are intermediate are capable in both ways of demonstration for they may be predicated of others and others of them and arguments and speculations are almost all conversant with these still it is requisite to assume the propositions about each thing thus in the first place the subject by hypothesis the definitions and such peculiarities as exist of the thing next whatever things are consequent to the thing and which the thing follows lastly such as cannot be in it those however which it cannot be in are not to be assumed because of the conversion of the negative we must also distinguish in the consequence what things belong to quote, what a thing is close quote, what are predicated as properties and what as accidents also of these those which are predicated according to opinion and those according to truth for the greater number any one has of these the quicker will he light upon a conclusion and the more true they are the more will he demonstrate we must too select not those which are consequent to a certain one but those which follow the whole thing e g not what follows a certain man but what follows every man for a syllogism consists of universal propositions if therefore a proposition is indefinite it is doubtful whether it is universal but when it is definite this is manifest so also we must select those things the whole of which a thing follows for the reason given above but the whole consequent itself need not be assumed to follow i say for instance it must not be assumed that every quotes, animal is consequent to quotes, man or every science to music but only that they are simply consequent as we set forth for the other is useless and impossible as that quote, every man close quote, is quote, every animal close quote, or that quote, justice is everything good close quote. to whatever subject a consequent is attached the sign quotes, every is added 
when however the subject is comprehended by a certain thing the consequence of which we must assume those which follow or which do not follow the universal we are not to select in these for they were assumed in those since whatever are consequent to quotes, animal are also consequent to quotes, man and as to whatever things are not absolutely present with in like manner but the properties of each thing must be taken for there are certain properties in species not common to genus since it is necessary that certain properties should be in different species nor are we to select those in regard to the universal which the thing comprehended follows as those which quotes, man follows ought not to be assumed to quotes, animal for it is necessary if animal follows man that it follows all these but these more properly belong to the selection of the antecedents of quotes, man we must also assume those which are generally consequent and antecedent for of general problems the syllogism also is from propositions all or some of which are general as the conclusion of each syllogism resembles its principles lastly we are not to select things consequent to all since there will not be composed a syllogism from them on account of a reason which will appear from what follows chapter twenty eight special rules upon the same subject those therefore who desire to confirm anything of a certain universal should look to the subject matter of what is confirmed in respect of which it happens to be predicated but of whatever ought to be predicated of this he should examine the consequence for if one of these happens to be the same one must necessarily be in the other but if it is to be proved that a thing is not present universally but particularly he must examine those which each follows for if any of these is the same to be particularly present is necessary but when the presence with nothing is necessary as to what it need not be present with we must look to those which cannot be present with it or on the contrary as regards that with which it is necessary not to be present we must look to those which cannot be with it but as to what ought not to be present to the consequence for whichever of these are identical it will happen that the one is in no other since sometimes a syllogism arises in the first and at other times in the middle figure if however the particular non in esse is to be proved that with which it ought not to be present and those which it follows are to be looked to but of that which ought not to be present those must be considered which it is impossible can be in it for if any of these be identical the particular non in esse is necessary what has been said however will perhaps be more clear thus let the consequence to a be b but let those to which it is consequent be c those again which cannot be in it d again let the things present with e be f and those to which it is consequent g lastly those which cannot be in it h 
Now, if a certain C and a certain F are identical, it is necessary that A should be with every E, for F is present with every E, and A with every C, so that A is with every E, but if C and G are identical, A must necessarily be with a certain E, for A follows every C, and E every G. If, however, F and D are identical, A will be with no E from a prosyllogism, for since a negative is convertible and F is identical with D, A will be with no F, but F is with every E. Again, if B and H are the same, A will be with no E, for B is with every A, but with no E for it was the same as H, and H was with no E. If D and G are identical, A will not be with a certain E, for A will not be with G, since it is not present with D. But G is under E, so that neither will it be with a certain E. Moreover, if B is identical with G, there will be an inverse syllogism, for G will be with every A, since B is with A, and E with B, for B is the same as G. Still, it is not necessary that A should be with every E, but it is necessary that it be with a certain E, because an universal predication may be converted into a particular one. Wherefore, we must evidently regard what has been mentioned as to each part of every problem, since all syllogisms are from these, but in consequence, and the antecedents of each thing, we must look to first elements, and to those which are for the most part universal, as in the case of E, we must look more to K, F, than only to F, but in the case of A, more to K, C, than to C only, for if A is present with K, C, it is also present with F, and with E, but if it is not consequent to this, yet it may be consequent to F. In like manner, we must examine those which the thing itself is consequent to, for if it follows the primary, it also does those which are included under them, and if it does not follow these, yet it may those which are arranged under them. Speculation, then, plainly, consists of three terms, 
and two propositions and all syllogisms are through the above mentioned figures for a is shown present with every e when of c and f something identical may be assumed now this will be the middle term and a and e the extremes and there is the first figure but presence with a certain thing is shown when c and g are assumed identical and this is the last figure for g becomes the middle again presence with none when d and f are identical but thus also the first figure and the middle are produced the first because a is with no f since a negative is converted but f is with every e and the middle because d is with no a but with every e not to be present also with a certain one is shown when d and g are the same and this is the last figure for a will be with no g and e with every g wherefore all syllogisms are evidently through the above-named figures and we must not select those which are consequent to all because no syllogism arises from them as in short we cannot construct from consequence nor deduce a negative through an universal consequent for it must be in one and not in the other that other modes of speculation also as regards selection are useless for the construction of syllogism is apparent for instance if the consequence to each are identical or if those which a the predicate follows and which cannot be with e the subject or again those which cannot concur to be with either for no syllogism arises through these if then the consequence are identical as b and f the middle figure is produced having both premises affirmative but if those which a follows and which cannot be with e as c and h there will be the first figure having the minor premise negative again if those are identical which cannot be with either as d and h both propositions will be negative either in the first or in the middle figure thus however there will by no means be a syllogism we see moreover that we must assume in speculation things identical and not what are different or contrary first because our inspection is for the sake of the middle and we must take as a middle not what is different but what is identical next in whatever a syllogism happens to be produced from the assumptions of contraries or of those things which cannot be with the same all are reduced to the before named modes as if b and f are contraries or cannot be with the same thing if these are assumed there will be a syllogism that a is with no e this however does not result from them but from the above named mode for b 
is with every A, and with no E, so that B must necessarily be identical with a certain H. Again, if B and G do not concur to be with the same thing, it will follow that A will not be with a certain E, and so there will be the middle figure, for B is with every A, and with no G, so that B must necessarily be identical with some H, for the impossibility of B and G being in the same thing does not differ from B being the same as a certain H, since everything is assumed which cannot be with E. From these observations, then, it is shown that no syllogism arises, but if B and F are contraries, B must necessarily be identical with a certain H, and a syllogism arises through these. Nevertheless, it occurs to persons thus inspecting that they look to a different way than the necessary from the identity of B and H escaping them. Chapter 29. The same method applied to other than categorical syllogisms. Syllogisms which lead to the impossible subsist in the same manner as ostensive, for these also arise through consequence, and those antecedents which each follows, and the inspection is the same in both, for what is ostensively demonstrated may be also syllogistically inferred per impossible, and through the same terms, and what is demonstrated per impossible, may be also proved ostensively, as that A is with no E. For let it be supposed to be with a certain E. Therefore, since B is with every A, and A with a certain E, B also will be with a certain E, but it was present with none. Again, it may be shown that A is with a certain E, for if A is with no E, but E is with every H, A will be with no H, but it was supposed to be with every H. It will happen the same in other problems, for always and in all things demonstration per impossible will be from consequence and from those which each follows. In every problem also there is the same consideration, whether a man wishes to syllogize ostensively or to lead to the impossible, since both demonstrations are from the same terms, as for example, if A were shown to be with no E, because B happens to be with a certain E, which is impossible. If it is assumed that B is with no E, but with every A, it is evident that A will be with no E. Again, if it is ostensively collected that A is with no E, to those who suppose that it is with a certain E, it may be shown per impossible to be with no E. 
the like will also occur in other cases for in all we must assume some common term different from the subject terms to which there will appertain a syllogism of the false so that this proposition being converted but the other remaining the same there will be an ostensive syllogism through the same terms but an ostensive syllogism differs from that per impossible because in the ostensive both premises are laid down according to truth but in that which leads to the impossible one is laid down falsely these things however will more fully appear by what follows when we come to speak of the impossible for the present let so much be manifest to us that both he who wishes to syllogize ostensively and per impossible must observe these things in other syllogisms indeed which are hypothetical such as those which are according to transumption or according to quality the consideration will be in the subject terms not in the original ones but in those taken afterwards but the mode of inspection will be the same but it is necessary also to consider and distinguish in how many ways hypothetical syllogisms arise each problem then is demonstrated thus and some of them we may infer syllogistically after another method for example universals by an hypothetical inspection of particulars for if c and h are the same and if e is assumed to be with h alone a will be with every e and again if d and h are the same and e is predicated of h alone it may be shown that a is with no e wherefore the inspection must clearly be in this way after the same manner both in the necessary and contingent for the consideration is the same and the syllogism both of the contingent and the absolute will be through terms the same in order in the contingent however we may assume things which are not with but which may be for it has been shown that by these a contingent syllogism is produced and the reasoning is similar in the case of the other predications from what has been said then it appears not only that it is allowable for all syllogisms to be formed in this but that they cannot be formed in any other way for every syllogism has been shown to originate through some one of the before-named figures and these may not be constituted through any other than the consequence and antecedents of a thing for from these are the premises and assumption of the middle so that it is not admissible that a syllogism should be produced through other things chapter thirty the preceding method of demonstration applicable to all problems the way then of proceeding in all problems both in philosophy and in every art and discipline is the same for we must collect about each of them those things which are with and the subjects which they are with and be provided with as many as possible of these considering them also through three terms in one way subverting but in another constructing according to truth we reason from those which are truly described to be inherent but as regards dialectic syllogisms we must reason from probable propositions 
now the principles of universal syllogisms have been mentioned how they subsist and how we must investigate them that we may not direct our attention to everything which is said nor to constructing and subverting the same things nor both constructing universally or particularly nor subverting wholly or partially but look to things fewer and definite as to each however we must make a selection as of good or of science the peculiar principles indeed in every science are many hence it is the province of experience to deliver the principles of everything for instance i say that astrological experience gives the principles of astrological science for from phenomena being sufficiently assumed astrological demonstrations have thus been invented so also is it in every other art and science wherefore if things are assumed which exist in individuals it is now our duty readily to exhibit demonstrations for if as regards history nothing is omitted of what is truly present with things we shall be able about everything of which there is demonstration to discover and demonstrate this and to make that clear which is naturally incapable of demonstration universally then we have nearly shown how propositions ought to be selected but we have discussed this accurately in the treatise on dialectic end of chapter thirty recording in memory of mitchell edwards